Okay, trade deadline coming up, 1 o'clock Mountain Time on Monday, and we've already seen some interesting deals, and some of those deals aren't necessarily for players. Some of them are essentially for cap space. And to discuss the art of those deals, we welcome Hart Levine from Puckpedia, puckpedia.com. Hey, Hart, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks a lot for checking in. It's good to have you. I hope you're somewhere warm because it is totally white out my window right now in Edmonton. It is snowing, my friend, and I know you've you've dealt with winters in this part part of the world. But uh, t- tell me a little bit about uh, before we dive into some of the trade stuff. Tell me a little bit just about your background and, and getting Puckpedia going and making it the great resource that it is. Yeah, I'm from Edmonton, so definitely dealt with my fair share of uh, snow and upgraded in, in weather moving to California a few years ago. Um, but, you know, I was just really into the salary cap and numbers and contracts. Um, and just like most fans, you know, you, it's not just about what, what players you want your team to have. you, you got to know all the salary cap uh, space and, and how that that could all fit. So, you know, just it was something I was interested in. There wasn't a site that sort of put it all together in a way that I, I wanted. And so I just thought, well, I'll make a site that I'm interested in using and hopefully uh, others will like it too. So that the point of the site is to have all the salary cap information, player contract um, as well, but also include things like basic and advanced stats, um, including agent information, because I find it interesting to see the, the connections and what agents represent different players on teams, um, you know, and, and some news, injury updates. So really have like a one-stop shop uh, to go for all your hockey info. And, and that was the site and it launched in 2018. And, and is it just you or do you have somebody that helps helps you with it? Because, I mean, looking on the Oilers page, all the roster moves are updated from this afternoon. Everything's right up to date. Do you do everything or does somebody give you a hand? I, I get a little bit of help. Yeah, definitely uh, I have a, someone in Edmonton that helps a bit. And then I have a, a tech person that helps, you know, create all the code. I'm, I'm more into the, the hockey side. Not I'm not a, a coder or anything. But, um, yeah, it was really just came from what I wanted to see on a site. And I come up with some ideas for new features and, and things like that. And so uh, it's continued to grow. Uh, we now have a, the MyPuckpedia GM mode where people can actually go and have their own version of the of the site, of a salary cap site. And you can make trades or signings and, and see what that looks like for for the roster on on any of the teams um so just keep trying to build out new interactive features for people well people love that especially at this time of year so let's let's touch on a couple of deals and maybe a couple hypotheticals here in the next four or five minutes the the maple leafs they got riley nash and then they made a couple moves for for uh, putting players on long-term injured reserve tell us uh how that broke down in your mind and the advantages if any that they got out of that sure so there's basically kind of two parts to what they did the one was the trade and by getting Riley Nash, who, with his timeline, he's not going to be ready until the end of the regular season. He'll be ready uh, potentially for the playoffs. They basically got a player that won't impact their cap situation now, and because there's no cap in the playoffs, that you know he's potentially an option for them. And I think you saw in what they gave up for him, a, a super late pick. You know, they're, they're probably not a – they don't count on him in the playoffs, but if he's healthy and, and they need him, it's kind of a nice bonus. And the reason why he doesn't have a cap impact for them now is because he's injured – He's on long-term injured reserve. And when you're on long-term injured reserve, you're allowed to exceed the salary cap by the injured player's cap hit. So they added his cap hit um, to their total 
to their total cap for the year, but they've also added his cap it to their LTIR pool, which is how much they can go over the salary cap. So the net impact, you know, they, they add his cap it to their total, they add his cap it to how much they're allowed to go over. So it's really no no impact on that. But again, they, they got him and it doesn't impact their salary cap during the regular season and he's potentially an option in the playoffs. The other piece though is they put Freddie Anderson on long term injured reserve. Um, and that's the part that we'll have to see how that shakes out. If he's gonna be out through the end of the regular season just like Nash, well now they've got potentially his his um, five million uh, uh, cap hit that they could use to add players. If he's gonna come back at some point though, they really can't use it because once he's activated they they lose the ability to exceed the cap by his five million. So that's the part it's interesting. He's obviously not coming back right away. That's why they put him on, on long term injured reserve. Um, and we'll have to see depending on what they do in the next couple of days, if they if they definitely use that space, it will tell us that he's not coming back for the regular season because obviously after the trade deadline you know you can only clear up a, a little bit of space by sending guys down but you're not gonna be able to shed a, a few million dollars like you would have to to activate him off ltir well, what about uh what about this savard deal the uh, detroit and tampa bay isn't there a little bit of cap maneuvering involved there yeah so that was interesting um it ended up kind of being three different trades but the way it worked out is um, columbus retained 50 percent traded him to detroit and then detroit retained the remaining 50% or a quarter of his total cap it of his, his original $4.25 million cap it before he made it to Tampa. So um, Detroit ended up retaining uh, about one, uh, just under $1.1 million of, of cap hit. And for that, they got a fourth round pick from Tampa Bay. Um, in real dollars, it's going to work out to about 250000 because there's only you know a quarter of the year left. Um, and, in the, and his salary was a little less than his cap it. So basically, for $250,000 of cash or to to take just under 1.1 million of cap it, they got a fourth round pick. Um, we saw a similar deal last year with Robin Leonard at the deadline when he went through Toronto on his way to Vegas, and they gave up a fifth round pick um, Vegas to do that, and Toronto took about 1.1 million cap it. So that shows us so far the market price has been, you know, you want to take a, get a third team involved to take about a 1.1 million dollar cap it. It's going to cost you a fourth or a fifth round pick. So when we see some of these big cap hit guys, you know, obviously. Taylor Hall is the, the most talked about. It looks like you could get a team to, you know, there's teams out there still like Detroit or maybe San Jose, Chicago. You could get a team to take, let's say, a million, million and a half or probably a fourth or fifth round pick um, as, sort of, as part of the deal. So the first team, in this case Buffalo, would retain some salary, trade them to, uh, let's say, Chicago, who would retain um, some salary and then get them to the end destination. So I, I think we'll definitely see more trades like that, especially for these big cap hit guys like a Taylor Hall. Hart Levine from Puckpedia joining us tonight on the Faceoff Show, Oilers and Flames at 8 o'clock. Okay, i got to ask you a question because I, I host a, a nightly sports talk show, and about 24 hours ago, a caller named Mark called in, and he said, Reed, the Oilers got to get creative. And he said they got to trade for, like, you know, do what the, the Leafs did, trade a, a late-round pick for an injured player, put that player on long-term injured reserve, and then that frees up cap space so they can acquire a real player to help them down the stretch and into the playoffs. And I said, I, I don't think it's quite that easy. And he said, well, that's what Toronto did. And I said, I, I don't think it's comparable. So that's part of the reason I wanted to have you on, because you'll be able to explain it better than me. So could the Oilers acquire an injured player, put him on injured reserve, and then use the amount of his salary to acquire a player that could go on the roster right now for the stretch drive? 
If it was that easy to do, I, I think other teams would be doing that. No, the reason why it doesn't work that way is, yes, they, when you get an injured player, you get the ability to exceed the cap by his cap hit, but you've also added his cap hit to your team's total cap for the year. So Toronto, like we talked about, yes, they now can go over the cap by $2.75 million more because they have him, but their total cap hit is now up $2.75 million more because he's on, on, on their team. One of the misconceptions, I think, about long-term injured reserve is the cap hit of the player doesn't go away. That cap hit counts against the team. It's just that you're allowed to exceed the cap, um, exceed the $81.5 million cap, buy it so no it doesn't it doesn't work that way because like i said you're you're adding yes you're adding the ability to to go over the cap by the injured player but then you still have that new cap it added to your roster so the only thing um that it, like the again the main benefit that toronto got and it's something the oilers could certainly do is because he's injured through the regular season it, it doesn't hurt their cap situation. It really has no net impact on their cap situation. So the Oilers could have certainly done that. They could have added Riley Nash, and as long as he didn't play until the playoffs, it, it wouldn't have impacted their cap situation on a net basis at all. You know, the, the Oilers could do that with Kucherov. You know, if they would trade for Kucherov, he's not going to play to the playoffs. It's the same thing. They would add his cap hit and also add the, the ability to go over the cap by his by his cap hit. So, yeah, it doesn't – that in a, that sounds like a nice uh, idea from your caller, but it doesn't – it doesn't work that way because, uh, yeah, otherwise, again, every, every team would be doing that. Yeah, and the others, and because the others are already up against the cap and in LTIR, that it doesn't subtract from their ceiling, so to speak. I, I get you. Okay. Yeah, you never – injured players don't come off the cap. It, again, it, injured players always continue to count against the cap. The only benefit you get is now your cap ceiling, basically, or how much you can exceed the cap goes up if there's injured players. So if you take a guy like you know, James Neal has missed a bunch of time, but it sounds like now he's healthy, he was called up today. But let's just say James Neal wasn't healthy and wasn't able to play through the end of the regular season. Well, he's already on, on the Oilers' cap, but if now he's out through the rest of the year, that would free up you know, his $5.75 million um, because, again, now they could exceed the cap by an extra $5.75 million that they didn't have before. But if you're adding a new player onto your roster, you're, like, picking up that cap hit as well. So, again, there's no, no net impact. Okay. I'm, I'm glad you explained that. I, I just knew I didn't think it was that easy, but you actually <laughs> explained why. Hart, uh, I mean, your, your site is awesome. Again, if for some reason people don't already know about it, it's puckpedia.com. So puck and then P-E-D-I-A.com, pages for each team. You do a great job with it, and, and you do a great job on the radio. I know you've been on with Stoff several times. So thanks for hopping on the Faceoff Show, and enjoy tonight's action, man. I will. Thanks. Really appreciate it. That is Hart Levine from puckpedia.com. Good breakdown there of some of the uh, deals and potential deals and cap impact going on around the NHL. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.